This particular song was written by Thomas Obadiah Chisholm. Mr. Chisholm lived uh, from 1866 to 1960. Actually, he was a member of the Methodist faith. And the song was first published in 1935, and Mr. Chisholm was a prolific song text writer. He would write the poetry or the prose, if you will, and then have others put it to music. And the song tonight that we are looking at was composed by Lloyd Otis Sanderson, who composed numerous songs for the Gospel Advocate. While Sanderson and Chisholm never met in person, they corresponded regularly and together they produced several songs, including the song we sing here occasionally, Bring Christ Your Broken Life. All Things Work Together for the Good is another song. We, we don't sing that here. A New Creature uh, is another song that they can composed. But Be With Me, Lord, was probably their most known and popular work together. Concerning this song tonight, Be With Me, Lord, in 1934, it has an interesting history, I thought. In his autobiographical, biographical sketch, biographical, I guess you say that, biographical sketch, The Lord Has Been Mindful of Me, Sanderson spoke of this song. He noted that in that biography that about 2 o'clock in the morning, 2 a.m., one Tuesday evening that he awoke with a melody in his mind. He got up and he wrote that melody down. And it was a difficult melody and he struggled to put words to it. Exactly eight days later, he receives a letter from Chisholm who that same night that he received the melody wrote the poem that would become our song tonight, Be With Me, Lord. When Sanderson read the poem, it fit perfectly with the melody he had developed. And together, we can say tonight that they are probably the most noted hymn uh, uh, from this, this pair and the hymn we want to examine tonight. One interesting note I want to bring out about the relationship between these two men, Chisholm and Sanderson. Sanderson, as I mentioned just a moment ago, was a Methodist, but was converted to the Lord's Church at the age of 22. Trying to influence others, he wrote Chisholm, and he asked him to compose a poem based on Romans 6 in verses 3 through 18. The words to the song, Buried with Christ, were the result of this. And of this situation, Sanderson wrote, I do not know, 
For I do not see how a true Methodist could write such a meaningful words to a song. This song is a reminder to us that we need our Lord at all times in our life. This song is a song that is good to consider when we are getting through various trials and challenging times in our life. And it's a song with a recurring theme throughout of trusting Him in those trying times of life. And I mention this tonight because many of the observations and passages mentioned in this study tonight could be strategically placed alongside many of the phrases and locations of this hymn. Verse 1, I cannot live without thee. Be with me, Lord. As we read in the New Testament, it becomes clear that we have promises that our Lord will be with us if we keep his commandments. Matthew 28 and verse 20 says, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth or the age, if you will. Numerous passages speak of God, the Spirit, and Christ and His Word dwelling within us and having its influence on us, knowing that the Lord is with us. Philippians 4 and verses 6 and 7 that was read just a moment ago from Brother Caleb. Paul tells us there that we should not be anxious that we should not be worried. We should not uh, get, get, get worked up, if you will. Be anxious for nothing. But he tells us to pray. And when we do those things and we truly lock into those things, he says that peace will dwell within you. And God will truly rule in your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, with all of that said, you and I tonight may not truly understand exactly how our God and our Lord is with us. But I can assure you tonight that we can have the confidence to know that he is there as we follow him. And this song that we are going to study tonight and eventually sing is a reminder of Jesus' presence. Paul noted in Philippians 3, in verses 7 through, through, through 11, that, that, same, uh, that same thought. When you look back there in Philippians 3, in uh, verses 7 through 11, he says, But what uh, things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things, but lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count uh, them but dung, that I may win Christ. I'm going to turn these lights up because I can't see. 
But he goes on to, to, to say that, uh, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended or have laid hold to, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark, or for the goal, the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He says, let us therefore as many be perfect, be thus minded, and if anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal unto you. So in that scripture we read and we're reminded of our Lord. And, and Paul said, I've lost a lot of things in my life. I've given up a lot of things and I've lost a lot of things and I've been shipwrecked and I've been half dead and I've been bitten by vipers and I've been this and I've been that. But he says, all of that means nothing because I still have Christ. Paul said, I've had a lot of disappointments. Many nights I've cried, I'm sure Paul did. But he said, I count it all. All that stuff didn't mean anything. Because I know I have my Lord. Our Lord reminds us in Matthew 16 and verse 26, if you remember, what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul. I cannot live without you. I dare not to try to take one step alone. We need to understand tonight that Christ needs to be, he needs to be an influence everywhere in our lives and at all times in all areas of our life. Jeremiah 10, if you remember, verse 23 reminds us, Jeremiah's writing, he says, it's not in man who, who walks to direct his own steps. You see, we start having problems when we start trying to direct our own steps. Luke 18 and 22, if you remember, the rich young ruler lacked one thing, wasn't it? Luke 14 and verse 33, forsake all he has. I cannot live without thee. I dare not try to take one step without you or alone. And the song says, I cannot bear the loads of life unaided. All of the loads of life, I can't do it alone. You know, we all have burdens. Who do we turn to to deal with them? Our Lord spoke in Matthew chapter 11 and verses 28 through 30. You know it well. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. You know it by heart. Who do you turn to in those times? First Peter, if you remember, in chapter 5, he tells us, uh, and, and the Bible says to us there in, in so many uh, words, to cast all of your cares, all of your anxiety, if you will, upon him. 
chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, in the mighty hand of God, that may he exalt you in due time. What? Cast all your care. Cast all your anxiety upon him. Why? Because he careth for you. That's what it boils down to. We all have anxiety. We all have life's trials. We all have burdens. And the song says, be with me, Lord. I cannot live without you. I dare not to try to take one step. And when we try to take one step alone, we usually fall on our face. I know that's true for me. Peter calls for us to cast all our cares and burdens upon him. In the last part of that first verse, he says, I need thy strength to lean myself upon. Now I'm going to tell you, the words of this song are comforting. They should be to us. There's a lot of you that have got burdens and got heavy burdens. And as we sing this song and study this song, it needs, it, it needs to be a relief for us to know that God and our Lord is there. I need thy strength to lean myself upon. Philippians 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. We lean upon him. Ephesians 3 and 14 through 16 uh, suggested that we don't forget that we need him always. There's not a day that goes by. There's not a minute of the day or a step that we take that we don't need the Lord. And it's when we put the Lord aside is when things begin to crash down. And we need to be aware of those things. Verse 2 be with me, Lord, if dangers threaten. Be with me, Lord, and then if dangers threaten, we, we learn from this verse to trust in God and not to fear man. Do not fear him who destroys the body, Matthew 10 and 28, but fear him who destroys the body and the soul or the spirit in hell. Trusting and learning to trust God. When those dangers threatens, be with me, Lord, then if dangers threaten, if storms of trials burst above my head, if lashing seas leap everywhere about me. And the storms in that song would come over to the thought of or indicate the times of trouble in our lives. Every one of us have had them. You may be in it right now. Or you may be coming out of one. But he says, when all those things are lashing about you, remember I'm with you. The song uses the word trials, and all around us, just you know the wording of that just reminds us that we are living in hostile territory. We just sing the song, this world is not my home. We're just a passing through. But we're in hostile territory. We're in the world. We're in the world with Satan and, 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 and sin and trouble is all around us. But I'm going to tell you, by the grace of God and by his love and through his son, I have hope of a better land.
not this hostile territory. I'm just passing through. This is the way I got to go. I got to go through this. I've got to go through these trials, trials and these heartaches and these, these losses. And I've got to go through these things to get to the reward. And this song encourages us and reminds us of the trials we face. First Peter, Peter again in chapter 4. Peter has a lot to say about this, but chapter 4 and verse 12. He says, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trials you endure. Don't think it, don't think it in a bad way. Don't think it, well, well I'm, I'm a Christian and I, I, I've, I've been faithful and I've done this and I've done that and, 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 and I, sh- I don't deserve this. He says, don't think it's strange. Because when you go on and you read in 2 Timothy, this would be good to note it, chapter 3 and verse 12. All who desire to live godly, what? Is going to face it. All who desire to do what's right. All who says, I've been faithful. All who says, I don't miss church. I give and I do this and I do that. And he says, I'm, I, you're, going to, you're going to see these things. And we need the words of this song during those times. Notice with me in Acts chapter 14, in verses 21 and 22. Notice the apostles. And when they had preached the gospel to that city, And had taught many. They returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. And that we must through, uh, and that we must, through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. It was no different for the apostles were they? Luke writes and records there, doesn't he? He says that we, we, we're going to go through much tribulation, but when we go through that and we remain faithful and, and we uh, continue to do what we're supposed to do on our end, he says you'll enter the kingdom of God. Be with me, Lord, then if dangers threaten. If storms of trial burst above my head, if leashing seas leap everywhere about me, they cannot harm or make my heart afraid. We face a lot of trials and heartaches in this life, unfortunately. But with God on our side, we can and we will endure. And with faith, we will face those trials together as a church family, as the core group of McCoinsville sits here tonight. We have faced those trials already. 
as a family. We still, we still pray for those who are hurting and sick. And we're going to continue to pray. And we're going to continue to be faithful. Because I'm going to tell you, we're all going to go to heaven. If I have anything to do with it as your minister, we're all going to go to heaven. That's what that song suggests. They cannot harm me or make my heart afraid. Recall when our Lord, if you remember, calmed the stormy seas with his apostles in Matthew 8. Think about that. They were scared to death. Our Lord was what? Sleeping, wasn't he? Went down and woke him up. If he can calm those stormy seas, and we're talking about just a little puff of wind. We're talking about a pretty heavy storm here. If he can calm those stormy seas for his apostles, if he can do that, he can help us to calm our storms. But you know what those apostles did? They went to Jesus, didn't they? They went to him and asked him. What did our scripture reading say tonight? Pray, didn't it? That's an avenue we have. And sometimes we pray and we have to muster up enough strength to pray and, and, and we have to muster it up and, and sometimes we don't know what to say, how to say it, how to do it. But our Lord knows, the Holy Spirit brings it. Our Lord is the one who takes it to our, our God. He knows what we're trying to say. And he knows what's best for you and for me. And again, it's not always what we want. The question is, do we really trust him? Romans 8 and verse 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? That's comforting. Hebrews 13 and verses 5 and 6, the Bible says to us, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, notice it, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He says, and with that said, you, the Christian, you, my disciple, can boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear. What can man do to me? You see, that gives me confidence. Verse 3, be with me, Lord. No other gift or blessing takes and says to us and reminds us of his constant presence. Be with me, Lord, no other gift or blessing thou couldst bestow could with this one compare. God's abiding with us is a gift. 
God, through his grace, made reconciliation available through the blood of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 18 and 19. Romans 5, 1 and 2 as well notes that we have peace with God through Jesus Christ, whom we have access by faith into his grace. And there's no greater gift than knowing that he is with us. You're reminded, and I am too, You've probably already thought of it. James chapter 1 and verse 17, every good and perfect gift comes from Him. The the song says, a constant sense of Thy abiding presence. Where'er I am to feel that Thou art near again and again through this song, we are constantly reminded that God is with us. How do we know that he's with us? People today and all through history have continued to search from some sort of internal feeling or some emotional experience similar actually to the one that we can read about in the book of Acts in chapter 10 and verse 44 um, in the household of Cornelius. But I can say, you're not going to find that. Those occasions were unique and served a purpose in that time that does not apply to us today. So how do we know he's with us? And I think that we have to approach this objectively. Number one... How do we know? By us knowing Him. Do we know Him as we ought to know? 1 John 2 and 3 through 5, we can know that we are in Him when we keep His commandments. We know Him, but what about believing in His Word? Hebrews 11 and verse 6. What about when we are obedient to Him, when we are walking in the light as He is in the light and we have fellowship with Him out of 1 John chapter 1 and verses 5 through 7? What about through our love for Him? John 14 and 23, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. What about through our faith? We know He's with us. When our faith is strong, We are trusting Him. We know He's there. And we realize that if we are doing as we ought to do, He is there. I will never leave you nor forsake you, Hebrews 13 and 5. What about through our purity and living for Him? But tonight, again, I admit, I readily admit, I don't fully understand exactly how God is present. My mind's not capable of that. I know what I'm told. I know what I believe. But I am confident it's not a mere emotional or subjective feeling. What about those times when we are doing the right thing and yet we feel nothing? 
I'm reminded of Job, as he's mentioned of in Psalms 22 and 1 and 2, desiring an audience with God. Verse 4, in times of sorrow, be with me, Lord, in times of sorrow and loneliness. Be with me, Lord, when loneliness o'ertakes me, when I must weep amid the fires of pain. In this life, we face times of loneliness. We feel alone. We might even feel alone and, uh, and a great feel of, uh, feeling of loneliness even in the midst of a crowd. It could be the fact, though, that we feel no one understands what I'm facing. Or we feel that maybe they don't care. Or perhaps we've lost that loved one who is very close to us. And maybe we are by ourselves and we want company. And there are times that we are filled with sorrows for, for a multitude of reasons. But during those times when we're walking with Christ and God, we can know that we are not alone. Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 17, he noted that even when abandoned, he spoke of that, he was not alone. Think about this. The worst loneliness and sorrow we can feel is that when the Lord is not with us. While it's possible for Him to no longer be with us by our actions and things we've done to separate ourselves, it's not because He is not where he belongs. But could it be that we wandered away from him and drifted away from him? Hebrews 2 and 1 and 2, but he's there when we're doing as we ought to do. He says, I will be there for you. And the song says, And when shall come that hour of my departure? For worlds unknown, O oh Lord, be with me then. Are we prepared? You go to Second Timothy in chapter four. And in verse um, Six through eight. Paul writes, and the Bible says to us, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Put yourself in the mind of Paul just for a moment. Imagine you're only a short time away from your departure, and we're all going to that day. Paul says, and will you be able to say, 
will I be able to say, I fought a good fight. And I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. You see, that's what it's all going to be about one day, whether you kept the faith. He says, henceforth, notice what he writes. There's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the, the, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Are we prepared? You go back to in 2 Timothy to chapter 1 in verse 12 and Paul writes these, these words for the which cause I also suffer these things nevertheless I am not ashamed for what I know whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know whom I have believed. So as we sing this song, <clears throat> think about the words. As they apply to me and apply to you, let us be encouraged and strengthened. And let us feel that last verse that when that day does come, of our departure, we need to know the Lord will be with us. He's going to send his angels to carry us over. Let's sing all four verses. <clears throat> Number 40 in your book. Be with me, Lord, I cannot live without thee. I dare not try to take one step along. I cannot Sing, sing, sleep everywhere about.
song is to know that there is more than just the troubles and sorrows of this life. As Paul said, if we keep our eyes on the prize, we can take great comfort even in the times of trials even in the times of loneliness and even in the times of sorrow. Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians in chapter 4 and verse 13 that we should not sorrow as those who have no hope. You know why? Because we have something better. We've got something better. And let me encourage you tonight, no matter what you're going through, the Lord can help you. He can make that loneliness better. He can strengthen you when you feel like you can't put another step or foot in front of the other. And he says, do your part, I'll do mine, and I'll meet you in heaven one day. You know, that's, that's my hope. That's my, my, my dream. And I told you a while ago, we're going to make it to heaven. If I got anything to do with it, all of us is going. We're a great, great, great group of people. And we're a great group of people who have really experienced a lot of difficulties in the last two years or more. But that should make us stronger and make us want to live more for the Lord and go to heaven. So tonight, maybe you need the strength, maybe you need prayers of the church for whatever the case may be. Maybe it's sin, maybe it's just to be able to continue on. There's nothing wrong for asking. There's nothing wrong for wanting. The Lord says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let us stand and let us sing.